Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. to hear us talk about tennis risks do they do they do we care <laughs> no <laughs> I think the reality at the end of the day is we do not if you're not interested don't listen use the little 30 second fast forward button in your podcast app which i use regularly to avoid advertising when i listen to my various well, podcasts that's, that's good that's a good thing to do i forget i could even do that Oh yeah, I'm the worst. Like once the end of the advertising is coming, I keep I, I hit. I'm like, sorry, you're not selling me anything, people. That's right. That's <sighs> right. So anyway, cheers. Cheers to Friday. Cheers, cheers to Friday. To what are you days. drinking? I'm just having a glass of wine. Yeah, what kind? It's red, I can see. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I know it's a French wine. But I can't remember if it's a French Pinot and it's downstairs, so I'm not going to go and look, but I know it's Hold French. it up to the light. Hold it up to the light for me. Let's examine it. It seems very dark. Yep, it is. It seems, so it's it dark for a Pinot. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, it's bright. No, it's not a Pinot. It's a blend, but I just don't remember which one because I remember going to Costco and buying like five or six bottles. <laughs> of the same one or just oh, different the, ones? The same one because I tried two bottles because they were very inexpensive and I liked it so much I went back and bought way more. All right, but you're clearly struggling on this Friday afternoon because you like it so much you bought way more, but you can't remember what kind it is for the lady of the vineyard. <laughs> I like I said, I know it's French. It's not a Beaujolais. <laughs> I I can't remember. Uh, I'm brain dead. I'll go down in a little while. <laughs> ah, that's all right. That's okay. I forgot. Jeez, I like a good Beaujolais. I haven't had red wine in a while, probably. I think I maybe several months ago. Maybe I was lacking in wine, and I opened a Miomi Pinot Noir. Because you know, my red thing is I only like the lighter red wines. So I like Pinots. I like Beaujolais. I'm not a huge fan of Merlots, Cabs. I mean, you could convince me to do a blend if it was recommended, but, you know, I forgot, we might have talked about this a while ago, but some of our good friends, they were visiting last summer and the friend, um, friend's husband, James, is like kind of a wine aficionado and he helped me find all of these red wines that I wouldn't normally right. have found. And they were delightful. And I have like the empty bottles and I rated them 
rated them on a scale of one to five. So I have them um, there, like in my, almost like my, what do you call those things that you put wine in with ice? Like Vivino, the app? No, no, no. This isn't an app. I literally have the bottles and I wrote on the labels, the numbers. And I do remember though, the one I gave a five was a Pinotage. Oh yeah. And it was a Leaveland. I remember you doing this. I know. I have, you heard, doing this. have you heard of Leaveland? L-I-E-V-L-A-N-D? No. Okay. I think that was, that was a five for me, a Leaveland Pinotage. At five being the best. Five being the best. Yes. Okay. On a scale of one to five, there were mostly probably fours, a couple of fives, maybe a three in there somewhere. I didn't give anything lower than a three. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So anywho, I, of course, am, I'm not drinking wine. I shouldn't say of course, because actually I do drink a fair amount of white wine. Oh, if I had a great Viognier the other day. You what? A great, I was so good. Now I had, and I found it at Trader Joe's and I said, you know what? I'm going to buy this and I'm going to try it. And if I don't like it, that's fine because it wasn't a lot of money. I'm just going to try it. Well, I, I had it last weekend because it was very, very warm here. Okay. It was in the seventies and I really don't like drinking red wine in, in the dead of the summer anyway. So I'm like, you know what, this is a perfect wine for me to have with my dinner. And I had just won my tennis match. Chris wasn't home. I think he had left to go travel again. And, um, I opened it up and it was lovely and I have to go and get more bottles. All right. Yeah. You have to tell me about this because (laughs) yes, well, so as you know, and perhaps some of the listeners know, um, you know, when I moved here to Lakewood ranch, Florida, my Trader Joe's is not as close as it was. There isn't one in my town. It's probably about a 30 minute drive for me to get to Trader Joe's, but tomorrow, uh, Vivian has a track meet over in Sarasota. And my guess is we won't be that too, that far from Trader Joe's. So I should probably do a detour there then. Okay. So I can tell you, it just, it literally, the label is very simple. It's a black label. It okay. has gold writing and it just says Viognier. Yeah. All right. That should be easy enough to remember. I mean, I don't want to return that Trader Joe's is very traumatizing for me, Marissa, um, <laughs> because it is where back on January 28th, my friend, who shall remain nameless, um, texted me and asked if I was okay. She just heard about Tom. Tom, of course, being Tom Brady. And that was the weekend oh. we started circulating about his retirement. And I started looking it up online and they're like, he's retiring. And I basically like had a nervous breakdown and started sobbing hysterically in Trader Joe's. Jonathan was with me. I had to leave the store. Oh, God. <laughs> and of course, listeners, as you now know, Tom retired for 40 days, kind of like Jesus going into the desert. I <laughs> know <laughs> Vivian was well, like, Mom, don't compare Tom Brady to you Jesus. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> if a shoe fits. Oh, God. Oh. He used to wear shoes, he wore sandals, whatever, if the sandal fits. No, if you want to say the Jesus of football, then I might go with that. 
fine. I'll <laughs> say that. I, well, first of all, I would say the god of football. I'm not wasting, you know, please. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you can't even get me started on that because his retirement was devastating. And, you know, so of course, like I literally think, so Vivian's the one that announced to me that Tom had unretired and literally within 10 minutes of that, you know, friends started texting me, oh my God, have you seen it? I'm so happy for you. I was like, actually, I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> I'm like, um, frankly, I'm a little mad at him for putting me through that. Right, right. Because I have to believe, so, all right. So there's this player, former player, his name is Teddy Bruschi. He's a great guy. He was on the early Patriots Super Bowl winning team. So he played with Tom. Um, actually, it was a guy who ended up having, after he retired from football, had a stroke, hmm. um, but thankfully recovered from that. He does some commentating now on various shows, sports shows and stuff. And he was saying, he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I haven't spoken to Tom. He's like, but I think there was something more going on behind the scenes here. And he's like, I think that he was trying to go play somewhere else, like maybe San Francisco, and it didn't work out. I'm and making so a face right now. I'm like, back with I, I can't, Tampa. My, our, our listeners can't see uh, my face. I'm making a why San Fran. Okay, but go on, go on. Well, I can tell you why San Francisco, because that was his childhood team, because he grew up in the Bay Area, oh. and that was where his love of football came. He was a huge Joe Montana fan. Um, you know, Joe Montana was one of his idols. And uh, I mean, my thing was, I never, like his retirement announcement made no sense to me because he always said, one, he wanted to play till he was 45, which he will be in August. Two, he said, you know, he didn't, he would retire when his game, like when he wasn't performing up to the same level. I mean, he led the league in passing yards, completed passes, passes, attempts. Like he should have won the NFL MVP and these morons voted for Aaron freaking Rodgers, Mr. One Super Bowl wonder that the Packers are now paying $50 million a year. Yikes. Three, three years. I love that Devontae Adams left the Packers, frankly, because that's what they deserve. Because I hope Rodgers is pissed, but I'm like, how do you think they can afford anyone else, you asshole, when you make them pay you $50 million a year? Yeah. There's a thing called the salary cap, dumbass. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I honestly don't know why you stay with somebody like Aaron Rodgers when he's, he's taking you to one Super Bowl and won one Super Bowl for you in the last... 14 years. Yeah, why does everybody think he's so great? I can't figure Listen, that out. Listen, he is a, he, okay, technically he is a great quarterback in terms of statistics, but he is a playoff underperformer. I mean, so what? If your team wins the division every single year and, you know, they make it to the playoffs and don't even make it to the Super Bowl, like, how do you think that's any good? I don't know and also i'd like to just point out just the side note about him i didn't like the way he lied about covid and the vaccine that right there just irritated me oh i know yeah rogers is a piece of work honestly like even one of my my friends who was actually the one who let me know about tom's rumor retirement rumor 
you know, huge Packers fan from Wisconsin, but was a huge Brett Favre fan. So was devastated when the Packers, you know, got rid of him. Right. And they've like, we've never liked Rogers. Like, we just think he's an ass and huh. we've never liked him. Interesting. And he is an ass. Yeah. Whatever. Tom okay, should so play wait. forever. So, so what you're ha- are you ultimately happy that Tom is back? Here's the thing. I am not going to be happy until game one of the season when Tom steps on the field and throws a football in the game. That's so when I will be happy. Why? Is it not a complete deal? No, it's a complete deal. I'm mad at him, Marissa. And oh, he okay. put me through that. <laughs> I'm mad because I think what this shows is clearly... He was not really intending to retire this year. I think Teddy Bruschi is probably right that he was maybe using retirement to try to see if he could go to another team like the 49ers because, I mean, fans that don't follow everything, you know, to do with the Patriots, Tom, the Bucks as closely as I do. Like, so Rob Gronkowski, you know, Hall of Fame tight ender, future Hall of Fame tight ender, played with the Patriots. Then he retired for a year. Right. And then when Tom went to the Buccaneers, he came out of retirement to go to the Buccaneers with Tom. Right. Now, Gronk retired because the Patriots were going to trade him to the freaking Detroit Lions. Yikes. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So the way he got out of the trade was by retiring. And so there is some part of me that thinks maybe Tom thought if he retired and they processed his retirement, which I think I read somewhere the Buccaneers didn't have to do until like after the, like maybe June 1st or 2nd, which would have been better for them because of all kinds of financial salary cap, free agency, all that type of reason. Um, and then maybe Tom just didn't want to leave it that unsettled until like after the NFL draft, after training camps had started or something, and he still wanted to play. And the Bucks had the option on him for this year, I think, under his contract. And that's why he couldn't no. necessarily go somewhere else if they wouldn't let him. Right, right. So I think he has the one-year contract with the Bucks, and maybe then he'll retire again next year. Which, if he wins the Super Bowl next year and he retires, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. I could not live with this this year. It made no sense to me that he was retiring. And I was just like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, like, if he's retiring for family reasons, you think his family changed their mind in 40 days? No, they didn't. <laughs> Um, there's no way Giselle knew all along behind the scenes what was going yes. on here. Oh, sure. And I respect I respect that. Oh sure. Oh sure. Um, but you know, I kind of wish that Tom had just thrown that stupid Adam Schechter from ESPN under the bus, who like was the one that broke a rumor that Tom was retiring. I wish Tom hadn't announced it because he could have just waited until March when he unretired. If he was really going to retire because he unretired when he did, because I think it had, it had some significance. Like 
It was yeah. going to affect what the Bucks could do in the draft or what they could do in free agency. They needed to know if Tom's coming back and we're giving him this much salary, this is how much room we have in the cap to go out and get free agents. And Right. All right. Now we're really boring our listeners. So let's talk about tennis. Well, I was just going to say, how, I forgot how we even got on football, but yeah, let's talk about tennis. There's a lot going on. And I know nothing because I don't watch it anymore since Novak isn't playing. Oh, I, he's not even going to be able to play. Well, I knew he wouldn't be able to play Indian Wells or the Miami Open. And I'm wondering what's going to go down with the French Open. And I just found out today. Now, I don't know how I didn't know this, but Nadal um, suffered a stress fracture in one of his ribs. So he. Yeah, I told Jonathan he should get checked out for cancer. Because Jonathan's trying to convince me that he was hitting the ball so hard in his match against Alcaraz that he stress fractured his rib. I said, I'm sorry, that does not happen to elite athletes. I don't care how hard you're hitting the ball. You don't fracture a rib from hitting a tennis ball when you're a professional tennis player. He was was hurting prior to the match with Alcaraz. So when he hit the, when he got on the court with Alcaraz, I kept saying to August, because I watched the whole match with August, I'm like, he's not hitting normally. He's hitting tentatively, and he's missing a lot of his shots. That he but he won that match. Missed. He beat Alcaraz to get in the final against Fritz. No. I, oh, yeah. He, Fritz won, yes. Fritz won yes. Indian Wells. No, I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed up. He, yes, he, he was hitting tentatively against Fritz. So somewhere I, I think, and this is just my opinion, I think he got hurt somewhere along the line, but not necessarily with Alcaraz. I think he was already hurting because they had mentioned that he, throughout the whole Indian Wells tournament, that he was suffering an injury and he wasn't talking about it. And it was assumed that it was his feet. Something was going on with his foot. So how did he stress fracture his rib? Either he... He, he wasn't feeling well. And he, I mean, I stress fractured my rib sneezing. That can happen, but it has to be under. All right. I love you, Marissa, but you're not a professional athlete. This is a professional athlete. At the the time I was very, very athletic, but listen, I was already sick for a week with bronchitis. Now, listen, I'm not saying he, he could have done something that led to that. Maybe he was hurting thought he strained it, which he could have. And then whatever he did with Alcaraz, he, it it pushed him over the edge. This is one of the many things that exhausts me about Nadal. Anytime he loses, all of a sudden an injury is disclosed. It's just like, it's almost like he just won't acknowledge that people could beat him because they did better than him. It's always like, oh, my foot is hurting. I broke a rib. Oh, this, oh, that. I think he could have beat, Fritz, if he was a hundred percent, whatever, that's what I'm saying. We'll never know, but that's always his BS. It's like, if I lose it's because I'm injured. If I were players in the locker room, I would just roll my eyes at him. I'd be like, old oh, man, stop it. if you have Listen. this many troubles, just retire. Nobody needs this bullshit. Anyway, the real thing is maybe he'll miss the French now. Well, that's the expectation because he will not be in any of he'll miss Monte Carlo he will miss a lot of the tor- little tournaments leading up to the French Open. So even if he recovers in six weeks, 
that's a long time. May, the French Open is what starts the third week of 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 it's or like the May. end of May, yeah. Yeah, it's the end of May. That's not that's not enough time to recover and practice leading up to it. He can't do it. So he'll have to miss the French Open. Which honestly, it's yeah, all right. So we'll see. I mean, it's curious. I think I think Djokovic can play Monte Carlo. I don't think they have a vaccine thing. So I think that's what he's Monte Carlo, but I don't know about the French Open. Well, it will be interesting because I just heard recently or read recently somewhere that um, New York City is lifting its vaccine requirement. I do think that, I don't know, my guess is by the time the French Open comes around, maybe countries will have lifted their vaccine requirements because COVID has... It's temporarily under control. I mean, people are still getting it for heaven's sake. Hillary Clinton has it currently. Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki has it. Uh, Obama just had it. Oh, did he? Yep. I didn't didn't see that, but I saw, and Naomi, she was going to go see this. She was supposed to go to a concert last week with some friends, this performer called either Mitzi or Mitski. I don't know. I'm not cool enough to know what is the what but um and the concert was canceled because a band member got covid so hmm. anywho meanwhile yeah, you know my podcasts i listen to yeah mitski american singer songwriter let's see um anywho i don't know yeah. So anyway, it's just been interesting. I watched Indian Wells straight through. I'm trying to remember to watch Miami, but I haven't missed too much because it's only day four. So it's like I've just really been turning tuning in yesterday and today. Gotcha. And that's fine. That's fine. I've been seeing everybody I want to see. And that's all I'm <laughs> I'm so psyched though. Schwartzman is in it. And I, you know what? I can't tell if he won or not, but he was playing just before. Curios just beat Rublev. Uh, six, two, six, zero. Wow. Yeah. Blew him out. So do you know what happened? Cause again, I just catch this in, you know, news recaps or whatnot. Something about did Ben Stiller like piss Nick Curios off at Indian Wells? Oh, I don't I, know, but he was sitting front row and center, like yes. not on the side. Well, behind, court, no, behind. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Behind him. Curious was like, it said something like, do I tell him how to act? And they like panned to Ben Stiller. And I don't <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, anywho, <laughs> that's right. So, well, you know, you know, people here for us, it's the same talking football, talking tennis. Meanwhile, you know, the world sucks and everything's going to hell. So I have a, uh, speaking of suck, I have a question and it's relative to uh, the Ukraine-Russian crisis um, and more really about Russia. How much information do you think the Russians get? Like people. Accurate? I think accurate information, I don't know, but I can say that I think they, I think Russian citizens get a lot of disinformation. I think that is part of what the Russian establishment and the Russian government is. I've 
listened to podcasts and read stories where, you know, independent news sources that is not government run news sources in Russia, like are shutting down, people are fleeing the country. So yeah, I think Russians are having a very different reality painted for them right now. I just think Um, it's very interesting given that two things, they, they have, in my opinion, like the kings, they are the kings of all hackers. So you would think they, those same hackers would be interested in trying to funnel that information in unless those hackers work for the government. But it's interesting how social media hasn't played the same part. In, I, like, I think that's the only way they're getting information at this point about the outside world at all. If well, they can't, I think Russia still controls Which that is crazy to me. In, in this day and age, it's, it's crazy to me how that's possible. Doesn't that strike you as so strange? It's 2022 and people can't get information. That just boggles my mind. Yeah, I I guess it honestly doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, this is what authoritarian regimes have always done. And like you pointed out, I mean, the cyber tech, the cyber capabilities in Russia and probably in the Russian government. I mean, I do think Russia is the type of country where there are a lot of private um, individual hackers that that's just how they make their money. Right. I mean, but the Russian government clearly, or, I mean, listen, Putin sucks. And the problem is, so not all Russian people suck, right? But the reality is Russian people accept Putin as the leader. And even if they don't accept him, they're not doing enough to get rid of him. And so- To that extent, I just, I'm mad at the Russian people for not being capable of doing more to get rid of him or wanting to do more. I think it's just, they're terrified because let's put it this way. I've seen report, I just saw something the other day about this woman living here in the United States. She's Russian and her daughter still lives there and her daughter got arrested for looking like she could be a conspirator. Conspirator, Look, just, just she was just walking down the street on her phone and somebody picked her up and sure. said, and that that's crazy. Now, I don't know what happened with the story later on, but that's the type of mentality. That's what they go through. Now, there are people who there are, uh, it's my understanding that there are people leading protests against Putin right now. But we're not seeing enough of that information. And I don't know how big it is. Like, I don't think the Russians see everything. I know that what I, from what I'm seeing, it's like they don't um, agree with what he's doing with Ukraine right now. So it's, it is a big, I don't, I don't know if, and, and then on the other side, on the front, on the fighting front, the Russians apparently are like, they're, people just leaving tanks they're driving around so they run out of gas and then they leave because they don't want to be part of it 
I was going to say, so I've heard things like that too, where, you know, I've heard that the Russian military was completely taken by surprise. Now, this is very high level general, of course, that they didn't even realize that a Ukraine invasion was going to happen until it started. And yes, some of these military people do not want to be invading the Ukraine or invading Ukraine. I shouldn't call it the Ukraine, but um, it's just, here's the thing. Putin, he just cannot be allowed to cross this line. It's, it has been a problem. I mean, he invaded the former Soviet Republic of Georgia in 2008. He annexed Crimea in 2014. The global community did not do enough to stop or reprimand him then. So is it any surprise now that here in 2022, he decides, let me invade Ukraine? And he is coming up with a lot of excuses. One, um, which I have mentioned previously, I think maybe in my mini-sode, was that the Trump administration um, abrogated, which means basically voided the uh, Intermediate Ballistic Range Missiles Treaty. And Putin has said that apparently as one of his reasons why he invaded Ukraine, because he is now worried that NATO and other countries are going to put these uh, missiles, like Turkey is part of NATO, um, you know, as I said, Poland is part of NATO, all these border countries to Ukraine are part of NATO and Putin's saying like, I think you guys are gonna put these weapons here and attack Russian targets now. So I'm invading Ukraine because I need to extend my sphere of influence. And you know, he doesn't want Ukraine to become part of NATO. So he's trying to fight NATO expansion. I don't know, I was, in my opinion, I think that whether or not Ukraine would be admitted to NATO, I literally think we should start the process of admitting them, like the application process or whatever it is, just to show Putin, like, you know what, we weren't going to do this, but now since you're invading them, we're going to have to. Yeah, but that's an act of defiance against him, and that gives him the right to start World War III, and that's why they haven't done it yet. Oh, he has no right to start World War III. I mean... Oh, but that, no, that, no right, but that just gives him the leverage he thinks he needs. Well, and the, the thing is, he's already said that's a reason. Uh, yep. To my understanding, he's already said NATO expansionism, um, you know, coming to Ukraine. But the fact that he, you know, claims that Ukraine is not a separate country, that it doesn't have any sovereignty. I mean, that's just, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, Because you know what? Then I'd be like, you know what? I'm sorry. Um, Russia isn't a separate country. It's part of Ukraine. And, uh, you know, because originally the whole. Sorry. I'm like, why would my. Sorry, that was a patent attorney calling me at 532 on a Friday. (laughs) It's been one of those weeks, eh? (laughs) One of those weeks. I'm just not even going i don't even want to know what that's about honestly because my head will probably explode so voicemail (laughs) okay so you want to all right to move on to ridiculousness on this theme yes um trump just filed a lawsuit against hillary clinton and the dnc 
for a lot. I, and, and the way I read it, it was like for spreading, you know, false allegations about him with the, the vote in 2016. And I was like, all right, dude, dude, maybe take a step back before you do something like that, because the rest of the world can do that to you. Anybody could do that to you, really. I think it's that- funny that he's litigating the 2016 election when <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dumbass, you won that election. Won the election, yeah. <laughs> it's it's and priceless. And it's priceless. Oh. What a what a stretch that you would be colluding with Russia when basically after Putin invaded Ukraine, you went and said he's very smart. Right. I mean, like, I think I think I heard he walked it back. But Trump's initial recorded reaction was, oh, Putin's very smart invading Ukraine. He's very smart. Oh, my God. Honestly, I wonder what's going on in there. What's going on in that brain that. And I've said this from the beginning, if he had just always kept his mouth shut, he'd probably still be president, right? I mean, think of it. Think about it. If he had just really kept his mouth shut, he'd probably still be president. And none of this nonsense would still be going on, but he can't help himself. He's got to stay in the spotlight and he feels like he needs to be relevant regardless of what he says. He's a freaking sociopath or psychopath or something, honestly. I mean, he's just, he's beyond the pale, frankly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I mean, this is actually concerning. I honestly, I did not think it would get to this. I mean, this invasion of Ukraine is truly the first serious challenge to the liberal world order that was agreed upon after World War II, you know, with the formation of the UN, with the Nuremberg trials, with the, yeah, we're never going to let this happen again. And I mean, I don't know. I just think, you know, here's the thing. (laughs) Well, it's just, it, it's such a freaking hot mess, honestly. So obviously the U.S. and Russia both have enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world many times over. Now, having said that, Russia has more nuclear weapons than us and more nuclear weapons than, I don't know, like us and the next two countries or one or two countries combined. And so it's just, I mean, would it actually come to nuclear war? Because two nuclear powers have never gone to war with each other. So, right. I mean, what do you do if, and I mean, this is why Biden is saying, you know, people are like, maybe people may be thinking, oh, he's weak. I'm like, do you want him to get into a nuclear war with Russia? Because right. we're obviously not going to send, want. we're not going to send ground troops over to Ukraine. Because why would we why would we risk American lives on the ground? But the option of going nuclear, I mean, that just isn't 
an option. Well, like, and quite frankly, uh, this is both an, a, a bigger, I feel, a bigger economic sanction issue. I think that going that route is excellent, not just for the United States, but Europe just has to push that as well. And that's why he's over in Brussels right now. Is that where he is? Or was? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. President Biden is over somewhere in Europe currently. Um, I think it was and so I think the economic sanction is the easiest and fastest way to shut down a country who's being naughty. That's the, the easiest way of putting it. It's just like, you're this shut them down. And you know what? Eventually, and this is where I think the people will eventually rise up because they know that their dictator is making their lives miserable and that's not fair to them. I mean, they're feeling the pinch right but now. But he'll they're spin feeling- it somehow. I mean, this was the thing. This is where- Oh, this absolutely. Is absolutely. But I mean, eventually he's going to starve his own people out. I mean, that's what's going to happen. And they, that that's just not- they It will be very- yeah. So, I mean, and that's the other thing is, is that Europe, this is their backyard. Well, that's this right. So, you, so, so Germany, for the first time since World War II, they are building back up their military now. And Poland should be doing so as well. Well, it's a matter of resources, right? So Germany is the biggest EU economy. Um, because of the embarrassment and shame of, you know, being involved in two world wars, especially World War II and the Holocaust, uh, they just have not ever rebuilt their military or had significant military spending. And now they are, I think they're spending 100 billion euros. They're updating like their 40 year old war planes or something. Um, but I was listening to a podcast and they were talking to an expert about this and they were, he was saying, listen, even though they're spending a hundred billion euros, he's like, honestly, it's not like expanding their capability. He's like, it's just bringing it up to what they said they should have already. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is. <sighs> it's, yeah. it's not it's our dramatic, war, but we can have nightmare. We can do enough here. We don't need Russia for really anything. I mean, well, I mean, honestly, as they said, it's Europe that's more reliant on Russia yep. than the US. But mm-hmm. still, we need Europe, you know, we need the EU to toe the line in order for it to hurt. We're not a big trading partner with Russia. Um, you know, the other interesting thing is, of course, people, the first thing they want to do is complain about rising gas prices, right? And, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, well, or you could put it in perspective and, you know, we could be get, living in bomb shelters and being forced to flee and become refugees. Yeah, but, but well, what I tell people when they talk about gas prices, I'm like, they've been paying $10 a gallon over in Europe for about 20 years now. We don't. Yeah. We've been paying the, we are paying the least amount of everybody. So it's just like, yeah. Everybody needs to just calm down and think about the bigger picture. Just now, I do appreciate it does affect lower income people as everything sure. does in life disproportionately, sure. right? Absolutely. Like, but they were, so I was listening to, I think it was the Up First NPR podcast, and they were talking about how a bunch of states in this country have um, passed 
legislation to suspend the gas tax because, you know, the price of gas at the pump everywhere in this country includes, well, first a federal tax, which is 18.4 cents per gallon. And then each state imposes perhaps a tax. And these cents on the dollar or the, the tax part of the gas price is to pay for things like infrastructure, road improvements, bridges. That's why we pay a gas tax. And they were saying like, okay, well, so, you know, I think even Georgia, I think they referenced Georgia in the podcast and they said, you know, Georgia just voted to suspend this gas tax. And it was literally like, if you're filling up a 15 gallon tank twice a week, you'll save $12 a week. $12 $12 a week, Marissa. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sorry. Like people who think that it's taxes that, you know, cause problems in this country. I'm like, I don't think you understand. It's the price because we live in a capitalist economy where people want to make a profit. We pay the prices we do because the companies that sell us the things want to make a profit so they can pay their CEOs, you know, 60, 70, 80 million dollars a year. And that's the thing when it comes to oil in particular, there's plenty of it. It's just a choice of supply and demand. How much? Well, we don't have enough control over it, right? So it's like the Middle East. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like back in 1990, honestly, why did George H.W. Bush go to war over in Kuwait? Did we give a crap about Kuwait? If Kuwait had been a tiny little country in Africa that had no natural resources, would we have started a war? No. No. We started a war there because we needed access to the oil, right? I mean, so, I mean, the problem is we, everybody is reliant. We're a global economy. People are reliant on each other for things. And that's supposed to make you behave better and realize that, you know, you have to work together and that globalization is actually a real thing. Um, and then, you know, it's like, okay, well, you could come up with more resources, but then, you know, all right, we get our oil and fossil fuels and things like that from other countries because they're the ones that are suffering the economic damage or the environmental damage rather that goes along with that. Right. Right. When we start fracking and doing things in this country, then we're hurting our environment, which I know people tend to give less of a crap about. But you know what? When stuff really starts to frickin hit the fan, people are maybe going to be a little more sad that we didn't take, you know, climate change a little more seriously. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) You know what? Let's end this tirade. I'm going to hit end on record. And then you and I are talking about stuff that people aren't allowed to hear. podcast pals hello 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 that's my oscar intro i like it forget oscars we're gonna put you on the grammys 
since Kanye can't perform because he's an a what? or whatever you know what, his name is, ye. You know what, though? The only thing I could say about that is, what? what it, listen, he's not hurting anybody but himself. Why are you taking him off? That just doesn't, that's none of your business. No, no, no. I don't, it's, I believe it's because he is like literally criminally harassing people like his ex-wife and um not criminally he's just saying stuff online but he's not he's not doing saying anything liable he's just not up happy that he he's just not happy of the situation he doesn't like this guy that she's dating and you know he's allowed to say whatever he wants i don't like him i have no reason to be in his corner but i don't think they have the right to just take him off the Grammys. That's just dumb. Uh, well, actually, it's not like he has a right to perform there. Nobody has a right to perform at the Grammys. I That's mean, it's true, com- but he was just, they took him out of just <sighs> going. I mean, he's not even going. Oh, I didn't, I read that he, I just thought they're like, he doesn't get to perform, which maybe he was going to do because he's been nominated for a bunch of Grammys. But that's still, that's just like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't well, understand. I think they just don't want to support this type of behavior, right? Which I respect. I mean, if people are behaving poorly, which he is, because really it's none of his business what his, who his ex-wife is dating. I mean, I guess they have kids together and sometimes yeah. people get, you know, but I don't know. I mean, was didn't he go after like Trevor Noah as well? And not just, you know. All right, but anyway, anyway, sorry, sorry. We're jumping ahead of ourselves to entertainment news and MB wants to bring us up to speed on his Seahawks tragedy. Yeah, or is my, it a tragedy? Is it a tragedy? I, I you tell me. It's a tragedy. Really? Okay. Me it's, yeah, he got, so when I was in Seattle for spring break, mm-hmm. Tuesday, let's see. Now I got to look back at the calendar to see when I exactly was up there. Happened. Got, Tuesday, happened, March 8th. Yeah, happened Tuesday, March 8th at approximately 11 a.m. Seattle time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Is when I got, is when I got that big bombshell. Is that, what, got, is, is, is that the day Tom Brady announced he was unretiring? I can't remember. <laughs> The upstage Russell Wilson. Uh, that, <laughs> I can't remember. All right. So tell us, tell us your feelings. So the Seahawks finally decided Russell Wilson's not their quarterback. And what did they do with him? They traded him to the Denver Broncos. Oh. I say boo. <laughs> okay. I, I have a question. Is he, I mean, does he have some life left in him? Is he, is He's he worth only- yeah, he's worth it. He's only okay. 33. Okay. All he's right. only 33, but I think people like Brady, Rogers, I'm trying to think of who else, have given this unrealistic expectation that quarterbacks play at a high level well into their late 30s and early to mid 40s. Well, like, that's that's really what I'm asking. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that I don't know that. Russell Wilson has that. Maybe he does, and maybe he'll thrive in a different organization. He clearly, wouldn't you agree, MB? He wasn't doing much for the Seahawks. I mean, they weren't making Super Bowls. They weren't winning Super Bowls. He wasn't happy there. Yeah. 
Um, but who who'd they get in return? Because uh, I think they got crap, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They got they got quarterback Drew Locke. Yeah, who? I mean, I don't get it. Drew Locke is not good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he is. But here, let's see what it says. They might have gotten more for him. It says Seahawks trade Russell Wilson draft options for Seattle at number nine overall after agreeing to blockbuster trade. So maybe they got a first round draft pick. I got to see who the Seahawks got. Let's see. I think they got, they got a tight end. Okay. Let's see. What did the, now, now I don't even know. Wait, now, here it says here it says netting two first round picks, two second rounders, and relatively youthful pieces in Drew Locke and Noah Fant in the Wilson trade. Is is Noah Fant the tight end? Yes. All right. So they got, you know, a blase quarterback, I think. I don't think Drew Locke did, you know, anything at the Broncos. Noah Fant, can't say I know much about him, but they got four draft picks. So that's a lot. And then earlier this week, not regarding the Russell Wilson, but the Falcons traded Matt Ryan. Which long overdue, I say, personally. It was, it was long overdue. Yeah, it was. But did you hear? I mean, it's like crazy. The Falcons have the largest dead cap salary hit in NFL history. They're having to pay Matt Ryan $40.5 million this year. What? Yeah, that's the way some of these trade works. They're still paying the Titans. They're still playing uh, for the Julio Jones trade to the Titans, too. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, you know, and I mean, I think they're still over the salary cap. I mean, the Falcons. I have some friends that are upset that they traded Matt Ryan, but I'm like, why? 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 He's not great. He didn't do... I mean, listen, people say he's a nice guy, but like, yeah, but he's not. I mean, I don't even. He's not I a great quarterback. A Hall, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Some people are claiming he is, but he won one NFL regular season MVP. I don't think that makes you a Hall of Fame quarterback. He didn't win a Super Bowl. Right, and well, I mean, how many times did he did they win their division under him? Or uh, I don't. Not often. Not yeah, exactly. The Saints probably won it. And we know once Tom joined, the Buccaneers won it. But um, yeah, and the thing is, I mean, they got a third round pick for him. That right there, MB, shows you the difference between Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan, right? Yeah. So, I mean, nobody would dispute that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. If they disputed that, they're just not accurate, right? Right. So, it's not living the life, I should say. There you go. I mean, this is good for Tom. Not that the Falcons were a real threat because he beat them every time he played them, but I don't know if Marcus Mariota is going to do much for the, the Falcons. I was just glad Deshaun Watson didn't come over. Besides the fact that he's apparently a horrible human being, uh, you know, he would have made the NFC South tougher for Tom, but... But anyway, all right. So, yeah, sorry about that, MB. I know it's sad when your team loses its quarterback and then, of course, doesn't get anyone good in return. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. But, 
We'll see. Um, I'm just waiting to see how the Seahawks do this season. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know what? You never know. You never know. It depends on who they get in the draft and how good, the, how ready those people are, right? I mean, Drew Locke was a second round draft pick by the Broncos in 2019. Um, do you guys you know, ever watch just, the draft? Do I watch the draft? I mean, not like the whole thing, but my sister usually watches it from beginning to end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, sometimes I watch the first round because they have the people like there, but then sometimes it gets so awkward, right? Because some people that are there because they think they're going in the first round don't get drafted. Right. This is like the chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder, such a big freaking baby, because he was invited there you know, way back when he was drafted. And I think he ended up going maybe last in the first round. And he's a baby about it. Let me see. Where was he? <laughs> I mean, he was still selected in the first round, but I think he like slipped all the way maybe to the last pick of the first round. Um, I cannot believe that, oh, 24th, sorry. He only slipped to, slipped to 24th overall. I can't believe how much the freaking Packers are paying Aaron Rodgers. How I mean, much? I want to know. Yeah, well, he's another one. 50 million a season. 50 million? 50 million a season. Hmm. For the next three seasons is what I heard. I had no idea how... He, how they can afford to pay him this corporate sponsored seats, corporate seats. No, good God, no team. No, no. Let's see. It says I don't know, man. That's just a lot. Well, someone's going to be paying for it. So, well, that's right. Aaron Rodgers' contract extension: three years, one hundred and fifty million dollars. That's dumb. It does, yeah. Okay, so it says Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have agreed on a contract extension, dispelling the speculation surrounding Rodgers' future. Rodgers, 38, signed a, I thought he was 39. Anyway, 38 signed a cap friendly three year, 150 million deal to stay in Green Bay. The deal includes two voidable years, 2025 and 2026. He was already signed for 2022, but worked with the Packers to adjust that number and then added two more. Seasons. Yeah. The whole voidable years thing, that's just like sleight of hand so that they can work around the salary cap. It's like they're fake contracts, essentially. Right. And then in tennis news, Ash Barty retired. I, yep. Jonathan told me that. I know. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, she had already walked away from the game of tennis once, right? Yeah. Right. She won the Australian Open this year, which I think that was the important thing to her. Right. You're forgetting Wimbledon. Well, oh, no, I know she won that, but since she's Australian, I think the Australian Open is the most meaningful to her because was she yeah. the first Australian woman to win it since Margaret Court? Probably. I feel like that's a thing, yes. I just think that I, I have a lot of respect for somebody who steps away from the game at the at the top of their game in that she even said she's like, it's too stressful to be at number one. It's just too much. And I have a lot of respect for that because, you know what, a lot of people are, are struggling with the stress of being number one. A lot of people can't handle it. 
I mean, I think we saw that very easily with Osaka. I, she couldn't handle it. Um, but she went about it in a weird way. But that's just well, that's what makes people like Serena so much more impressive. Right. right. I mean, I right. respect the athletes that have the mental toughness to. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I'm not going to deny that. Either, but I have nothing but I against Barty. I mean, I think she, yeah. you know, knows herself and just decided yeah. she there's other things maybe that she wanted to do. But it's also it's like to me, I'm like, I mean, she's how old? 25. Yeah, she's 20 freaking five. I I, I don't know. Like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Play cricket. That's what she does. Yep. She's a professional cricket player. That's why she stepped away the first time because she wanted to enjoy that. I know. Now, she didn't retire the first time, right? Did she just say she was stepping away? I can't remember. I, I feel like she said she was retiring that first time but I can't remember either. All right, let's see. She says, now this article saying took a break from the sport and then 18 months later came back. Right. Um, So. But I just think that's interesting that she's announcing it. Like, wouldn't you just think, hey, you know what? Take a step back and just don't play. And when people ask you, just say, yeah, I'm not playing right now, blah, blah, blah. But to retire, it sounds awkward to me. It's like, because she could just as easily come back again, right? Well, (laughs) maybe, but retiring, right? I don't know. Maybe it's almost like a courtesy because. Yeah. She is then removed. So, I mean, who's the world number one now? Once you retire, you're not the world number one anymore. Shviatech. Okay. So, you know. I don't know. You know who I'd like to officially announce her retirement? Naomi Osaka. Me too. Yes, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. It's awful. Hard podcast listeners. It's hard to keep up with the three of us when we start talking sports. Sports, 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 sports. <laughs> and, then, and, and, then, and, then and then there was another thing that made me upset earlier this week. Freddie Freeman. Oh, was that just oh, yeah. this week? He just, yeah. Uh, no, that was the end of last week. He left the uh, the Braves, right? Yes. And we got a guy named Olsen now. But Olsen, you see, here's the not so surprising thing about Freeman. Freeman is actually from L.A. and that's where he's going, correct? Yes. Yeah. So he's he actually a, from there. He got a six-year contract with the Dodgers. Yes. So he'll be playing for his team. He want, he, his family currently lives there. So that's not such a big shocker. But the cool thing is that on the flip side, Olsen, who we got, um, is actually from Atlanta. He's actually from locally around here. And uh, he just he say, seems like a really great guy. He was like, I just want to play baseball. And I'm lucky enough to come play for my hometown. So I think that's cool. Yeah, the Dodgers, though, you know, they're they got uh, some issues because they're over payroll or they're, yep. you know, they might get the tax penalty. Well, that's for, their uh, problem. I uh, know. So I don't know. They said they might look to cut somebody. Let's see. Maybe. Uh, David Price and outfielder A.J. Pollock, maybe. Where are you going, Marissa? What you doing off camera there? Don't think I didn't see that sleight of hand. Yeah, I know. Uh, our friend Jojo just got in touch with me. Oh, we know her, don't we, MB? Yes. 
<laughs> she said, you know what she said? She said, I have your bananas. Do you want me to bring them to you? <laughs> yes, I have some bananas. <laughs> so I was going to reply, yeah, you can keep them or bring them. It doesn't matter. I'll eat them. Tell her to make some banana bread for you. Uh, yeah. That's what I would do. So it's fine. I'll, I'll, she can send those back home. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ray to the Z. Yeah, there's so much sports. I mean, I thought maybe there was going to be a little bit of a, I don't know, fall off, so to speak, but Major League Baseball managed to. They they finally managed to bring it together. They brought it together so they didn't miss any of the season. So good for them, I guess. All right. So MB, you're at school right now, correct? Yes. Yeah. Coming to us from K the KSU Owls. So yeah. and how many more? How many more weeks do you have? When do you actually, when's the end of the year for you? I have finals the second, uh, finals the second week of May. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to get a job this summer? What are you going to do? My mom wants me to work at Publix, but I want to work at Barnes and Noble. Ah, <laughs> uh, you and okay. Naomi, peas in a pod. I know <laughs> Naomi really wants to work at Barnes and Noble too. I think she filled out this application online and they rejected her. Oh no, how could, what? I'm protesting. Well, one, I don't actually know that our local Barnes and Noble is hiring. So. Uh. <laughs> but you know, there's a, I mean, maybe you know this MB, but you know, there's an online application and I think she sent them an email or whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, Naomi has no work experience, so there could be that. Huh. I'm sure they'll look for college kids. I mean, you know, but you know well, what, Michael, well, all right, here, so you should, you should do Publix cause you can walk over there. Yeah. 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 Well, there's lots of places you can kind of walk to nearby. There's That's CVS, true. Walgreens, Kroger. Go work at the gym. Yeah. The fitness. <laughs> what, what is yep. it? One life. Yeah. Uh, what else do they have over there? They have a Petco. Yep. Oh, and B, you should work at Petco and at night secretly free all the animals. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't have animals there. They I, don't? Oh, is this no. just the... Because pet the animals make me sad. Yeah, no, I, I don't... At Petco, they don't, but the... I That, that the other one, they do, I think. And yeah. then, then, the one and, by Trader Joe's. And another one of my summer plans is that my friends and I want to go to Florida. So we're, still in the, so we're still in the process of discussing our summer plans. That's nice. cool. Nice. Uh, school's going well. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Are you already having to think about classes for next year or? For, for next semester, fall yeah. semester. Fall semester. Okay. Cool. One of my classes, I told my advisor, is I want to take a sports management class. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I like that. Interesting. I mean, it's uh, probably a pretty popular class, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. You had to, you. You to give him three. So my, so my first one was introduction to sports management. Mm -hmm. The second one was, I forgot. And then the third one was United States history. Okay. You forgot the second one. Yeah. All right. No, I don't know. I got it. It was 
It was Introduction to Crimes and Defenses. Oh. Hmm. Oh. All right. Well, wait. That sounds kind of similar to what was criminal the justice? You took a criminal justice course last semester, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, well, that's pretty exciting. I'll be interested to hear what you end up with. When when will they tell you? Not is it something that they'll tell you over sometime the summer? In, sometime during the summer. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, wow, all right, that's pretty exciting. All right, so you're gonna get a job this summer. You'll be living back at home. Yeah, I'm and... not looking forward to ha- I'm not looking forward to having moved everything back home. Oh, you aren't? Well, will you just keep it in boxes or leave it? Back? I'll probably keep, I'll probably, probably I'll keep it in boxes. Yeah, that's go. the thing. I mean, if it's stuff for your dorm, I mean, like, you know, Naomi, obviously she's up in Boston, but she's leaving everything at her grandparents' house, basically. I mean, she'll bring home her toiletries, maybe some of her books and crystals and like her summer clothes. But I already told her, Naomi, leave all of your winter clothes up there. You do not need to bring them home. Yeah, and you know, like the the bedding. In Boston, it's always cold. Uh, well, yeah. Or it gets cold, I should say. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's definitely. I mean, I thought maybe they were already into like better weather, but honestly, until May in Boston, I mean, you could end up with snow. So, like, let's see. Let's see what's the temperature currently in Boston. 48. 48 people. 48. It's not. It's 61. 61 here. 26 at night. Ugh. Gross. (laughs) It's a nice 79 here right now. (laughs) And it's a a nice 60. Yeah. Jonathan and I were at the beach this morning. Oh, that's nice. I know. It was. It was lovely. Thankfully, it's late enough because I was like, "Oh God, the spring breakers aren't still here, are they?" But they aren't. I, 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 I've been I've been hearing a lot about Miami. I've been I've been I've been hearing Miami's been having a lot of problem problems with their spring breakers. And I know. Curfew. Yes. Oh. Yes. It's. I know. Marissa, when you were saying, oh, next year, you know, we're going to go to the Miami Open, I, I was actually going to text you and be like, uh, yeah, we'll need to bring like pepper spray or mace or something. Really? Because, yeah. Because oh, my. It's those bad. Spring it, breaker, those spring breakers are absolutely brutal at, in Miami. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. I didn't hear any of that. And I watch yeah. the news every day. I haven't heard any of that. Oh, yeah. No, a lot of stuff goes down. I mean, Miami is just a crazy city this is what i'm going to say i've only been there a couple of times but the thing is like a lot of people there are just literally just out there i don't want to say crazy because i they're not literally i can't verify that they're literally crazy but it is just a different mentality and a different lifestyle and i think part of it has to do with the heat honestly I think the heat affects people's brains. I was there last summer, last June. Jonathan was going down for some work stuff. Some of his work people were going to be in town from Argentina. I had never met them, so I went down. I spent a little time on the beach. And when I say people were walking around naked, (laughs) naked. That sounds like New York. 
I've seen that in like, Boulder. What is happening too. here? What seen, is happening? I don't I'm sorry. know. And we're walking down. Oh, I can't remember what it's probably a well-known street in Miami and it's right near the beach. And like Jonathan and I are walking down the street and I'm like, are people there with hookah pipes? I'm like, are people literally smoking at these outdoor restaurants on the sidewalk? Yep. I'm like, I don't, marijuana is not actually legal. (laughs) No, but is that what they were doing or was it just hookah pipes? Well, let me put it this way. Uh, I know what marijuana smells like. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, it's it's not legal like that. That's for sure. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. It's just like, I just think, you know, I mean, medical marijuana is yeah. legal. Right. Um, recreational is not. And I just think even if you have like a medical marijuana prescription, I don't think that probably allows you to sit at a cafe outside and smoke it. Now, I don't know that. Correct. You, know, for you sure. would be right in that assumption. <laughs> now, what are Although, your summer plans, Babs? Oh, well, let's see. My summer plans. Um, work, of course, since I don't really get a summer, but I'm going up to uh, the Metro DC area in June. Because Vivian is doing a um, national youth leadership forum up there for a week. So I'm flying up with her. My god, my five-year-old goddaughter lives in the area. So I'm going to spend some time. And maybe I'll get into D.C. a little myself, which is exciting. Because for listeners who don't know, I went to law school at American University in D.C. So I lived there for three years. And D.C. is just you know, such a great little city if you just set aside yeah. you know, the annoyance of the politics and all that. But, um, you know, I graduated law school in 2001 and then I wasn't back for 10 years. And I was there on the 10 year anniversary of 9-11 because my law school friend got married September 10th, 2011. And Jonathan and I went into the city the next day um, because again, I hadn't been there since I graduated 10 years earlier and it was so freaky, like to see the military with their AK, whatever's or their assault oh, yeah. rifles and stuff just on the streets. Now, admittedly, I was there on the 10 year anniversary of nine 11. So it might've yeah. been heightened, but I haven't been back. We always said MB that we were going to take a family trip to DC, you know? Um, but we never did that. So Anyway, I'm going to be up there in June and then in July um, for the past few summers, my family, you know, my parents, my brothers, my sister-in-law, my nephew, we've rented a house in different states in New England. And so we've done Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and this year we're going to be in Newport, Rhode Island, which is home of the International Tennis Hall of Fame people. Bam. And then you're forgetting (laughs) Seaside. Uh, you're right. I and then there's seaside. Woo! I can't even believe it. It'll be here before you know it. And then that just signals for me that August is going to be a senior. That's right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You were kind of like you were that middle person, right? Because nobody else is going to be a senior. Everybody else is. Seaside sister kids are younger than August, right? Correct. Yeah. So, 
Yep, 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 yep. I know. It's all very interesting. But yeah, so other than that, I don't have any official summer plans. Well, those are my three summer plans. What about you, Riss? What are your summer plans? Um, right now, I'm just trying to get August going with a, a tennis academy and it's going to be down south in Florida, right, which I hope it is. And um, making working on me. that decision. That's what I'm saying. I'm working on that one right now. Oh, but there was can, a Miami one, wasn't there, that you were saying or something? Yeah, but you know what? That That's Chris Everett's one, and that's so damn far away. That's Boca Raton, and then he'd yeah. have to get – he would have to go by himself. And yeah, it's just it's like far. It's dumb. You so, know, I was at IMG Academy for a Vivian track meet. Oh, how was it? I'm familiar with that now. Uh, first of all, it's too close to the damn airport. Must be oh. – it's like right in the Sarasota Southwest flight – pattern i couldn't believe like you know we were obviously on the track but so many planes were flying overhead and they're so low and i thought god i wonder if like the kids can hear these planes in the classroom because it would be annoying but yeah it's a yeah. pretty campus it has its own hotel there yeah yep. villas which i'm assuming i don't know if like student athletes stay there when they come and do stuff or if students live there year round because maybe people come from all over the country or world to you know be a student at IMG right I don't know but yeah yeah it was I mean it was pretty impressive and I'm going to be back there again on April 9th I think Vivian has another track meet there oh cool that's very cool the only thing I can think of is that I'll probably be going to my annual trip to North Carolina to visit with Chris's mom and then um yeah and then seaside and then in September I actually have a wedding to go to up north so that's something to look forward to and yeah so that's it so far but you know what things come up in the summertime and I just I just do it right so how's that trip to California Babs Oh yeah, that trip. It was good overall. Thank you for asking MB. We were out there for my father-in-law's 90th birthday. Everything ended up successful. Of course, not without drama along the way. Drama. Oh no. Always drama. Not drama that I can speak of publicly on the podcast in case anybody I know actually listens. You never know what gets reported back to people. And my, my spring break in Seattle was good. It was sunny the whole week I was up there. Oh, my gosh. That must be some type of record. It was sunny the whole week until, like, Saturday when it started raining. Wow. So could you see Mount Rainier then? Yes. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Yeah, that is – I can't imagine that's what Seattle is known for in March, sunshine. Huh. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? I know. So yeah, we're all living our lives here, podcast listeners. But uh, MB, do you have some entertainment news for us? The Oscars are tonight. Oh, I, all right. Sunday, March the, 27. And one of the movies I watched was um, was King Richard about the Williams sisters. How was it? I haven't seen it that one good. yet. Okay. Will Smith is nominated. Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll probably win. it's really good all right i should put that i should put that on my watch list i i haven't been great about watching movies probably because you know i don't go to the movies anymore right Um, me neither but yeah i don't know every time i check in 
none of it seems particularly inspiring to me, but I do, I had heard good things about King Richard, so I will make a little note right here. King Richard. I think Jonathan's seen it. I think he liked it, but I, you know, sometimes when we're traveling, people end up watching things on flights and whatnot, and we don't all see it together. But all right, Oscars. Yeah, is there anything else that we should know about the Oscars? Because honestly... It's the 94th Academy Awards. Hi, August. (laughs) Michael just said hi. Ah. Twenty twenty-two. Let's see who they got. Who they got? What time is this year? I don't care what time it is. I won't watch. I I don't know. I never watch, but I am curious to know who who, who is else? nominated. Where are the nominees, people? Wanda Sykes is hosting it. Regina Hall and Amy Schumer. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's an interesting pairing. I wonder. Do they know each other? I think they do. I think they do. May it's may it's may it's to try to get the ratings back up for the Oscars. Usually the ratings for the Oscars go down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's they, see. It they, says either of you heard of Power of the Dog, which apparently dominated the Academy Awards. Power of the Dog. Netflix is the Power of the Dog dominated what? Academy Award nominations. Let me Never see. Never heard of look- it. I gotta look this up now. Yeah, look that up while I tell our listeners what they may already the, know. The power it's of ne- the dog. Yeah, Netflix is the power of the dog. Dune secured 10, and West Side Story and Belfast each scored seven. Mm-hmm. All four films were nominated for Best Picture, a category that has 10 nominees this year as part of the Academy's Equity and Inclusion Initiative. Acute. Inclusion initiative. Equity and inclusion initiatives so, so that things get in there that, you know, aren't just a bunch of uh, Hollywood rich white people movies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It says, these are the other ones. Don't look up. I saw that movie. I saw don't, that. Don't look up is with, I think it's with Meryl Streep, Jennifer Lawrence. Who else is on it? Um, What's his face? Uh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio was the main character along with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Meryl Streep was a horrible president, awful president in that movie. I, Licorice she's the best. pizza. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah, she wasn't awful. Her she played the character uh, she yeah. played. You know was what movie awful. I started watching? The Post with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep in it. Hmm. Is that an old one? No, it's a it's about the let me tell you what the post is about. It's about <laughs> then we can the the post. Let's see, it's a 2017 movie. Huh? It's a oh, so it's old. Well, it, not old. It's just not no, but it's not. not it's not nominated for anything. Right, right, right. No, okay, no. okay. It's a movie I started watching. It says set in 1971, the post depicts the true story of attempts by journalists at the Washington Post. To, pl- to publish the infamous Pentagon Papers. Oh, yeah, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 that's right. Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe, oh my God. <laughs> all right. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Meryl Streep, she, did she play the uh, owner of the Post? Is that who she played? Yeah. Kay Graham? Ka- Catherine Graham Catherine is the first Graham. female publisher 
of a major American newspaper, the Washington Post, with help from editor Ben Bradley, Graham races to catch up with, with the New York Times to expose a massive cover-up of government secrets that spans three decades and four U.S. presidents. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on Vietnam because then I'll segue into Afghanistan and... Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Help me, Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. So, I, so, all right. To the other, all right. So, here's the best picture. So, obviously, The Power of the Dog, Dune, West Side Story, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, never heard of it, Coda, <laughs> oh, yeah, CODA, King Richard, Nightmare Alley, West Side Japanese, Story. Yeah, I said Cheesy. that already. And mm-hmm. the Japanese film Drive My Car. <laughs> All right. My prediction is. Yes. What are your predictions? Will Smith will win for best picture. King Richard, the best actor. I really want King. I really want Will Smith to win best actor, and then I really want King Richard to win best picture, best film picture. Okay. Yes, well, so the other people that Will Smith is up again is Benedict Cumberbatch and The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield and Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh, I did see Tick, Tick, Boom. Andrew Garfield was very good. Uh, Will Smith and King Richard, Denzel Washington and The Tragedy of Macbeth, and Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Yeah, that's not interesting. So he's got, so, so there's competition. There's some serious competition there. I mean, Denzel is already an Academy Award winner. Yeah. Wait, is Will Smith already an Academy Award winner? Let me see. Yeah, Google that. In the meantime. Will Will Smith, let's see. Let's see. Nominee. Let's see, Will Smith. Meanwhile, let's see. I'm going to look up the power meanwhile, of the Meanwhile, while I'm doing that here. You figure out if Will Smith has won anything. All right. The Power of the Dog, a drama romance western. What the heck? Charismatic rancher Phil Burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him. When his brother brings home a new wife and her son, Phil torments them until he finds himself exposed <laughs> to the possibility of love. Uh, Dear Lord. Uh, I found it. Boring. All right, find it. What is it? He won a British Academy Film Award, a Screen Actors Guild Award, a Golden Globe Award, a Critics' Choice Movie Award, and four Grammy Awards, and was nominated for four Academy Awards. All right, so he's an Academy Award nominee, but he hasn't won yet. He will win. Let's see. Awards and nominations. Let's see. He he won in. Let's see. Let's see. Oscars. Oscars. He, he won in two thousand and two for Ali. He won in two thousand and seven for the. What? He was nominated. Nominated for Ali, the Pursuit of Happiness, and then says he says yeah. All right. Okay. Hang on. Uh, is Will Smith an Oscar winner? 
I did not think he had won any. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he, Will Smith, I don't think he's won any Oscars. He's been nominated. Yeah. yeah. That one yeah. role where he played that homeless father. Yeah, that was the pursuit of happiness. So he was, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a nominee and he was a nominee in Ali way back in yeah. 2002. So he's this is his third nomination, he, I think. And he has not won. He like, deserves he deserves it. He doesn't right, deserve I, anything. Well, I'm, just ki- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know you know he did win the AARP Movies for Grownups Award this year for King Richard. <laughs> oh my God. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't even I'm know. I'm not what that's kidding, a thing. people. I'm that's reading this thing. off of imdb.com. AARP okay. Movies for Grownups Award. All right. All right. West Side Story. Let's see. Now I have to put this into the hopper. Let's see. West Side Story. It's a. Oh I'm sorry, I can't get over the AARP movies for grown-ups. Nope. I can't move beyond nope. it, people. The 20th anniversary award show. I, I never asked All you right. about how you felt a Tom Brady unretiring. Ugh. Yeah, let's just move forward. Let's just move forward. Tom Brady unretiring. You'd think I would be thrilled. My initial reaction was I was kind of pissed at him for putting me through that. I said it didn't make any sense that he retired, and I was right. Yep, you were right. You were right. I remember I was when. Right. You, I remember when you were up here, when you st- didn't we didn't we talk about this? We probably did. Yes. How I just couldn't understand. You I'm said like, you I was, don't get it. You said you weren't. You said you wasn't ready to talk about Tom Brady. At I, that I time, believe that. I believe I wasn't ready to talk about it. It made no sense that he was retiring. No sense. And I, it still doesn't make any sense to me. And I was talking to somebody. I probably already talked about this with you, Riss. But anyway, there's some theories like that maybe. Oh, this, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. yeah. We, we talked about this. So, already, but anyway, is, I'll, be, anyway. I'll be happy once I see him step on the field. Jonathan asked me if I wanted season tickets. I told him we can't afford the seats I want, so I'll go to fewer games with my good <laughs> seats. Because I like to sit, you know, I like to sit right there, right? At, right, you know, right. I like to be in the first few rows. Right. So my tickets cost a little more. And I was like, I don't know if, you know, my only experience with season tickets is the Patriots that have wait lists for years to get on them. And I don't know if this is how every team works, but it's like your season tickets, you get offered the worst available seats first. And each year you renew, you get your pick of better and better. Yes. You have to earn your way up. So I was like, I don't have time to earn my way up to the Buccaneers. (laughs) I'm like, so I'll just pay my, you know, whatever, $800 a ticket and sit right behind Tom for the game. Uh, Right. And if I can't go to all eight home games, Although the Buccaneers schedule, I mean, they let's see who the Buccaneers play. Let's see. They play some. They play a lot of teams, Michael. In fact, I think they play your Seahawks, but I don't know if they go to Seattle to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They play. They play the Seahawks. 
the Ravens, the Bengals. They, yeah, I mean, first of all, they're playing like all of the good teams, which is obscene. I mean, they're playing the Packers. These are my home games. They play the Bengals. Rams, Bengals. All of those are home games. Then you play, and then the away games, you play the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Steelers, the Browns, the Cowboys. I mean, thankfully, you know, teams like the Cowboys and the Steelers aren't going to be anything to write home about, I guess. (laughs) No, it's, oh yeah, no, no, seriously, though, this is who the Buccaneers are playing at home. They're playing the Bengals, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Rams at home, and also the Seahawks. And the Ravens. And the Ravens, yeah, they're home. I say, you got a tough schedule this year. Yes, yeah. I literally think Jonathan said he, he thinks it's the toughest NFL let's schedule. My, let's ever. let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Let's see who my Seahawks play. Let's see. It better not be as tough as. Let's see. I don't understand why the Buccaneers. Oh, is that tough? Oh, the Seahawks play. They play. The Seahawks play. The Cardinals. The Rams. The 49ers. The Falcons. The Falcons. Yeah, because clearly they're well. Actually, yeah. All right. The Panthers, the the Broncos, and then the Seahawks play the Broncos. Going to be interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That's like with Tom; he played the Patriots. You know, it's going to be interesting to see Russell Wilson on the other side of the field. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's see who do my Seahawks play? Let's see, Cardinals, the away games, Cardinals, Rams. 49ers, Saints, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Chargers, and Lions. God, this is a tough schedule. Yeah, they, wow. Not really. It's not as tough as the Buccaneers. I mean, they're playing the no, but Lions. You, but they got to play the Raiders, the Broncos, the Rams. All right, the Rams, yeah, Super Bowl champions. The Raiders, Super Bowl we'll champions. See. We'll see how the Raiders. And, are and then the Giants. Ugh. The Giants are worse. The Giants are god awful. That's Giants are not, awful. Yeah, that that schedule. I mean, Let's honestly, any schedule for the Seahawks could be tough because they downgraded their quarterback. So let's hear the Falcons play. I want to see. I want to see something. Let's see. Uh, let's yeah, see. Twenty twenty two. They played the. Let's see the Cardinals. The 49ers, the Browns, the Steelers, the Panthers, the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Chargers, the Bears, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Rams, the Seahawks. Yeah, so this year the Seahawks, they're playing, you know, their own opponents in their own division twice. So, you know, that's the AF, that's, and then they're playing each opponent once in the AFC West and the NFC South. And then they're playing one opponent at home from the NFC East. That's the Giants. One AFC opponent at home and one opponent on the road from the NFC North. That must be the Bengals. Wait, are the Bengals NFC or AFC? The Bengals are AFC. Okay. They got Joe Burrow. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know, oh, Michael. Maybe we'll have to see because the Seahawks are playing here in Tampa. We don't, they haven't released the exact schedule I think yet. In, I think in April. I think it's. I think it's like the second week of April that they release the official the schedule, schedule. Maybe after the draft. No, I know the draft's be, the end of April. I guess. No, I, I. It's before the draft. So okay, it's, it's. I think it's usually before the draft. Okay. I guess that would make sense, maybe. Because wouldn't you want to have the release of the schedule before the draft or so then you know who you're playing? Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, they know who they're playing, they just don't know when they're playing them, right? We know everybody knows who they're playing. We just and we know who's the home games are. We just don't know the schedule. Yeah. Maybe you guys will have to come down and maybe we'll go to the Seahawks game if it's a good weekend. Yeah, I'll come Seahawks. down for that. Seahawks Bucks game. I'll come down for that. Let me write that down. That's right. We'll know <laughs> when the schedule is. Uh, oh my gosh. All right. We should probably wrap all right. this up. I gotta go yeah. make dinner. Me Let's too. Figure out dinner. Me too. And I gotta go talk to my other friends. So, there you oh go. yeah. There I need you a go. glass of wine too. Uh, so what uh, are we gonna do? Why are we gonna do the podcast again? Yeah. Good question. We'll figure that out. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Bye for now, listeners. Bye Bye for for now. now. Good listening.